Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, my goodness. Rips the helmet off Rudolph's head and then eventually swings it and hits him in the head. And then Ogunjobi comes up and hits Rudolph from behind. Beyond words, oh, Joe. Gosh, that's one of the worst things I've ever seen on a professional sports field. That's not who we're going to be. Uh, you have to be able to maintain your composure uh, in times like that, and under no circumstance do we want anything to do with anything like that. And I made a mistake. I lost my cool, and well, now I regret it. You know, it's it's going to come back to, to hurt our team. You know, I appreciate you know, my team having my back, but it just never got to that point. That's on me. Ugly enough in Cleveland as it is. Got uglier on Thursday night as we all saw on national television. Miles Garrett pulling the helmet off. Mason Rudolph smashing him over the head. He has now been suspended indefinitely per Commissioner Roger Goodell yesterday. And that's just one of many things that happened over the course of the week here in Boston and around the country. But, Larry, I mean, everybody is talking. I mean, everybody. You didn't even have to see the game on Thursday night. Uh, If you have even a casual interest in sports or football, just about everybody's talking about Miles Garrett and what we saw Thursday night. Well, that's the magic of video now, that it brings things almost as close to life as as you can get, and they show you every angle and I'm not saying it's not a major story. Of course it is. Whenever you have people taking their gear and clubbing somebody over the head with it, it's a major story. Because it doesn't happen very often, well, thank this God. Well, with eight seconds left in the game. Right. And it was. Um, it reminded me of back many, 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 many years ago when six foot nine, 317 pounds Ernie Ladd of the San Diego Chargers clubbed uh, five foot nine Charlie Toller in the head with his helmet. Back um, in the old AFL days? Yeah, yep. but it doesn't happen too often. And as you know, in the NFL, you get penalized, fined, even suspended from the game if you remove your helmet gear. Well, people we, realize how dangerous that can be. We have seen uh, violence in graphic terms in decades through the sport world i mean you think about teddy green who just died last month at age 79 uh very famously got wayne whacked Mackey. over the head by wayne Mackey in a preseason game with the st louis blues in 1969 a multiple uh fracture of his skull uh took him at least a year to b- get back on the ice he was never the same never the same uh, Donald Bashir whacked by Marty McSorley recently. That was about 18, 19 years ago, 2000. He was a former Bruin. Um, he was suspended for the rest of the season that year and never played another game again. Uh, Marty McSorley didn't. And then Vontez Burfecht, of course, just recently suspended for the rest of the well, year. he has continuously yeah. Awful. walked over the line. I guess no. there's an article in The Athletic with him in there, and he's calling the commissioner all kind of names. Um I doubt if we'll see him around again. And then, I'd forgotten about this, but I, I should have remembered Albert Hainsworth. I don't know if you saw that video yesterday, back in 2006, before 
Bill Belichick had the uh, very ill-fated experiment with him, stepped on uh, an opposition's uh, head while the helmet was off. So he took his uh, football spike and placed it on top of a helmetless player's head. And that earned him, a, I think, a six-game suspension back in 2006. So it does happen. And the only thing you can say about Thursday night was that, thank God, the way that Garrett smashed Rudolph's head with that helmet, it was the, the lower padding, part of the the padding yeah. hit the head instead of maybe the, the plastic part. part on yeah. the top, yeah. But I don't even understand it watching the play. It was just a simple sack, and I don't know how they ended up rolling around. And... Well, I think it was more than a simple sack. It was at the end of the game. The game was well in hand. It was 21-7. to If you look at it, he does take him down. And again, I understand Miles Garrett and everybody else who plays on on the defensive line, who is a pass rusher, wants to get to the quarterback. They play a violent game. They're all gladiators. And the quarterback had a very a poor, lousy game. I think four interceptions or something. It was a terrible game. Right, anyway. but that has nothing to do, even if they had a great game. No, I'm saying frustrated. Right. I think that you could make a case that Rudolph responded poorly to the sack Yet, did Garrett, if you go back and look at that uh, replay... Well, Rudolph tried to take his helmet off. That's what initiated right, it. Right. But it was unsuccessful, and Garrett got his by the face mask and tore it off his head. Yeah. And apparently, from what I've heard, and certainly didn't know a lot about Mason Rudolph, except for the fact he had the same name as a golfer from the 1960s who I used to watch, um, apparently he's a little bit of a belligerent sort anyway... And um, he might have inflamed things to a degree, but it's really hard. As much as you want to find some way to defend Miles Garrett because he's an extraordinary talent, and I guess you really have to be just a diehard, dog-pound, Cleveland Brown fan to rationalize well, you what you saw. can't defend it. No, and you he, can't. Even he doesn't try to defend it. It was disgraceful. And, and I, he admitted right? it. And he, had, I know it's a very volatile game, and he lost his uh, cool, but you have to have rules in place so that it doesn't happen that often. And he was caught and suspended, as well he should be, for the rest of the year and the playoffs if they were so lucky to get there. I think Pouncey of the Pittsburgh Steelers started to try and break it up, and then when he saw the helmet thing, then he went after... Um, Garrett throwing punches and even and trying kicking. to... Yeah, but yeah. the kick never it, it never made it anywhere. Uh, so, um, the only guy who should be commended to me is uh, one of my favorite plays anyway, the guy David DeCastro from Stanford. He tried to break it up. Well, there is some so. honor in your offensive line protecting your quarterback. And, you know, the number one goal, you think about it, within the rules of the game... The object of the game for the offensive line, if you're a guard or a tackle or a center, what's your main job? Protect the quarterback, open up holes for the running back. And because it's mostly a pass-happy league, the primary job is to protect the quarterback. And when they see the quarterback down and they're wrestling with a guy who's one of the best defensive players in the league, you don't think the quarterback's going to come out very well in that particular dynamic. So, yeah, initially I said kudos to... Pouncey and other people who tried to come to Rudolph's rescue, but I can't, I cannot condone the kicking part. No, it didn't 
hurt anybody. Obviously, Jared had Garrett he had the, reach him. That's had a, the helmet on. A, no, I think he actually made contact with the helmet. Yeah, but it, believe me, but, okay. it w- was nothing. Listen, to, to, it was a black mark on the league. No question about it. It was on national television. All games are. But that was only one game on Thursday night. It wasn't on a Sunday afternoon. You got 10 other games. Everybody saw it, although you wonder the game was eight on. Eight seconds left yeah, in the game. Yeah, eight seconds left in the game. And I was watching a lot of the game. I tuned out well before that incident. Thinking obviously, Game's the over. Browns yeah had the game well in hand, and and Rudolph was you're right absolutely abysmal in that game, throwing four picks. Still does not excuse the behavior of Garrett. But we've seen that with Garrett throughout his short career. This is what his second year. Uh, he's had a, he's had several roughing the passer penalties for all his alleged sensitivity and reflective personality off the air. Uh, he does not know how to control himself on the field. And I think that is... Well, he'll learn now. Well, you wonder. Because that's without pay. Right. And that's... I don't know how much that is, but that's at least a, a three or four million. Actually, it's 1.3 if it's just the six games yeah. at the end of this year. Uh, and, you know, there are a lot of people uh, who believe that six games is not nearly enough uh, to punish Miles Garrett. What do you think about that? That some people are suggesting maybe another, maybe no, four or five games no, next year. I think year. it's a good penalty. You like think, six? Yeah, I think six is good. It's almost a half a season. And, um, you know, I, I think people go to the extremes. I noticed Rudolph dropped his uh, idea of legally taking him to court and stuff. I think what happens on a court, an arena or whatever should be uh, judged, hopefully, if it's done swiftly and fairly, then I think that's the end of it. it it's right. an athletic event, and people lose tempers and the like, and uh, I think it was good. But yesterday... It hurts the Browns. Yesterday, as people were reacting, Larry, I don't know how much you were listening or reading uh, about the story yesterday, but as the story unfolded, people were calling for lifetime ban... Okay, they were calling for an arrest for assault as if, you know, he was walking down the street and somebody nailed him with a helmet. And I agree with you. I think what happens on a football field or any athletic uh, event has to stay within the confines of that athletic event. Well, you know, the other thing that helps to determine these things is Rudolph was fine. As far as we know, he he was up mouthing off, et cetera, and so on. It's not like he got struck in the head and fell to the ground in a coma or something. That so I, I think that does mitigate add it a little to bit. Yeah, it wasn't. You know, it was bad, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. So you you suspend him for six games. It's certainly going to hurt the team because he's the best pass rusher they have, um, and that will determine that. Well, it's also a product of the fact that you know as. Most people have observed that the head coach uh, really is way out of his league. Uh, Maybe he was a a great quarterback whisperer for uh, Baker Mayfield last year, but uh, he is not head coaching material by any stretch. And that that team is out of control. You wonder if uh, a veteran coach who understood uh, discipline a little bit more 
uh, would have prevented that from happening from the get-go, would have sat Miles Garrett down, because there have been instances I've seen, as I have the Sunday ticket, see a lot of Browns games, and they've been on national television a few times already this year. He is a guy with immense talent, but does not know how to control himself, and I was not surprised seeing some of Miles Garrett's antics earlier in the year and last year that something like that could happen. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm not that familiar. I'm familiar with his no. pass rushing abilities, but not his temper. And he is good. There's no what is it like second round pick. Uh, there's a a lot of talent on that team, and unfortunately, because Freddie Kitchens is the head coach and really has no idea how to be a head coach on any level, uh, they just do not have. Uh, the wherewithal, the discipline, the, discipline, the wherewithal, yeah. the cohesion uh, to figure out how to put all those very uh, good parts together to make uh, an effective whole. And you saw it uh, last week. Even when they're up, they're up two touchdowns. They have the game well in hand. They're beating a team they have a lot of trouble beating historically. Uh, divisional foe. Uh, the dog pound is excited. Maybe they, they, they're start, starting to move in a positive direction and then that happens needlessly at the end of the game where all you really should be doing is letting the clock run out uh, and get into your locker rooms and, you know, live to play another game. Shake Everything hands. Everything was unfolding. I'm like, that's criminal. That's criminal behavior right there on the football field. And, I, and think how crazy that is for me to say. I mean, we literally, as football players, we get paid to physically assault another man. And for me to really think that action was criminal speaks volumes right there. That is, uh, of course, uh, Damian Woody, former Patriot commentator, I believe, on NFL Network. I think when time um, allows, time heals all wounds. And again, I think as long as nobody was hurt seriously, and suspensions were, were doled out. I think in a, in a matter of a, a week or two down the road that it, this will pass and people will move on to other things. So you don't seem nearly as outraged and concerned as other people have. Because I, uh, no, I don't, because no. I think it's an outrageous game anyway. I mean, your people yeah. are pummeling people all over the place, and you're commended for hard hits, and et cetera, and so on. So no. I think usually people who react the way some of these people are reacting is they don't they're not that familiar with the game. I don't condone it by condone it by any means. But I think the, I think the league handled it correctly. He's out for the rest of the year. I don't know what what else that's enough. That's plenty. Yep, but there are many people out there. Um, I'm reading papers, listening to radio shows, wow. hearing commentators Again. from all over the country. And, you know, Damian Woody, this was the night that it happened in the heat of the moment right. or moments afterwards, calling for uh, Miles Garrett being arrested for criminal no, that's assault. Ridiculous. And Mike Florio, who has a show on national television, of course, the uh, pro football guy. Uh, he, by the middle of the day, this is before uh, Goodell's suspension came out, he was calling for criminal charges uh, and, no, and that, a lifetime that's, ban. That's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. That's ridiculous. I think what happens in the arena, unless somebody is caught off the field on a stretcher or something, if it, if, it's, it, he, if it ended up the way it did, he's suspended for the rest of the year, and if they were fortunate enough to make it in the playoffs, he would be out there for that too. I think that's fine, and I think it's fair. I'm trying to remember. I first started watching sports in the mid-1960s. You alluded to uh, Ernie Ladd uh, in the old AFL days. But the incident that I remember, and I'm sure you do too, 
Uh, Dodgers Giants, nineteen sixty-five. Not Dodgers. Oh, do- oh yeah, Dodgers uh, Giants. Rosebro with the bat. Yeah, Juan yeah. Marichal. Uh, one of the great pitchers of the 1960s uh, actually ended his career or near the end of his career with the Red Sox in the 70s uh, and became uh, a great ambassador and a, a sports commissioner. Dominican Republic was a conduit for many of the players from the Dominican coming to the United States, including Pedro as a mentor of Pedro. And, you know, Juan Marichal, by all accounts, uh, a great pitcher and a great human being, lost it. Uh, of course, the National League still bats their pitchers, and in 1965, everybody did. Uh, whatever happened, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I remember the incident. Um, Juan Marichal was in the batter's box and decided to take a whack with that Louisville slugger on top of Johnny Roseboro's head and split his head open. We're, yeah. Um, do you remember that, right? I do. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what Rosebow. They didn't uh, did he have us catch his helmet on? Uh in those days they didn't wear helmets. Yeah. You remember they uh they really didn't wear helmets until Knig got hit in nineteen sixty seven. So this was two years okay. before. Yeah. Probably had the mask and the hat backwards, so that was unprotected. And I don't remember exactly, I'll have to look it up, what Marichelle's punishment was. But here was the guy. This was this wasn't just some run of the mill pitcher. He this was the a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame pitcher. Missed a high kick. Had the high kick. Uh, actually, you know, you think of the 1960s. You think of Gibson as being the uh, the, the stud Meanest. pitcher. Yeah, uh, won all those uh, postseason games in the 60s. But Marshall won more games. Or Koufax, you know, probably the greatest pitcher of all time in that four or five year stretch. But Marshall won more games than any other pitcher. In the 1960s, but he had that ugly incident as well. It does happen. I agree with you. In the heat of the battle, especially in football, See, because the difference is with Burfitt, This guy has been it, it's been in and out, in and out, in and out. I mean, this, if it's an occasion when a guy just loses it, like well, Ma, on Marshall's case, etc., then I think you penalize him accordingly. But I don't think it's you don't you know it's not the end of the world for them if the person doesn't get severely injured. Right. But I think if you if you're constantly in the news like Burfitt has been, then I no I think he should be removed from the game. Right. And Burfitt, when he was suspended for the rest of the year back in game number four, um, that was an accumulation. That was based on a resume of violence. No, I would get rid of him. The sport doesn't need him. No, absolutely not. And, you know, you can look at it philosophically. I think you're doing that. They're paid to be gladiators. And sometimes it's difficult to turn it off. I do think you go over the line when you pull somebody's helmet off and use that as a weapon. That's why Joe Buck was so aghast. That's why... Uh, oh, I was too. Yeah. I was awake. I watched it. I right. was aghast by it. I thought it was Yeah, a- I had flipped outrageous. out. I was awake. I flipped out of it by then. 21-7, you know, I saw the last Eight touchdown. Eight seconds the left yeah, and running I mean, the yeah. clock out. Right. And I wonder how many people actually saw it live. But as you pointed out at the beginning of this discussion, in the age of YouTube... Everybody has seen yeah, it. Yeah, you can see yeah. you see it. They play it almost too over much now. and over again, and you're looking exactly how it is unfolded. And we have watched it, you're right, twenty four seven since it happened. I was in the gym yesterday. Every television, I'm if sorry. it wasn't on the, the yeah. impeachment hearings, it was on Miles Garrett. Yeah. And, and and it's funny because you you wouldn't think that an event would come up. That would overshadow the events of today with the right. National Football League, where Kaepernick and his uh, good point by scouting you. report workout 
that um, that that's almost that's a secondary story now. Well, um, it sounds like you like to talk about that a little bit, young man. Oh, I think it's worth talking about. Right now, here's my question. Now, the question I would ask, and our telephone number, Larry, is what six one seven 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 nine zero eight fifty. Six one seven yes seven seven nine zero eight fifty and of course that was if, off the top of my head. Very good. I'm so impressed. And if you don't have an AM radio or don't like the sound of your AM radio and you'd like to listen in, um, come on over to the light side. The radio dot com app is available on the uh, app icon. Uh, you can download it if you are not satisfied with your AM band. And you can listen to us on radio.com. Uh, just uh, hit WEI in the search bar. And I think a f- the fourth or fifth option is uh, WEI 850 on ESPN or something like that. So you can listen two different ways. And we're going to be here till 12 o'clock, 617. I'm going to try this. Now, look, it's not, a, it's not written down anywhere. Okay. You ready? Right. Yeah. 617-779-0850. Good. I'm so practicing. To get to the zero. practicing on my own. You walk around the house? Yeah. Yeah. That's all I do. The thing with the Kaepernick story is very simple. If he looks good, not phenomenal, but if he looks good, really good, and what you would be getting is a is a, a a cheaper version of Lamar Jackson. If he can move around, if he can throw the ball with any accuracy or anything, would you want him on your team? And my answer is, if he simply passed a couple of very simple questions, um, yes. Okay. So let us be more specific, okay. because you're using an abstract I, question. I'm, 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 I'm kind of zeroing Let's be in more on... more concrete. Yeah. Well, the simple the thing is, uh, you know, your issue is your issue, and we can understand that, and you worked out a compromise with the league, and is all that be- behind us now? Can you just come in and play football? Okay. And I'm asking you... If you're Belichick, yep. All right, because the Patriots are one of the ten teams that will be attending this tryout in Atlanta. This I don't afternoon. know why somebody wouldn't attend. Anyway, okay. I, any any other teams. Well, here's the problem: by having it on Saturday, this yeah. is what opens up the yeah. question: Is this a legit tryout, or is it just a PR stunt? That's the question you oh, have to ask. I don't think ask. it's a PR stunt. What what good would come out of that? Well, because it's we're paying lip service. We're putting on this dog and pony show. We're giving him a chance to get back in the league. We're yep. trying to show Kaepernick and all his supporters that, you see, we're not blackballing. There's no collusion. I've heard that line before. No collusion. We're going to give him a legitimate chance uh, to try out and rejoin uh, any team in the National Football League that finds his services uh, essential. So we're going to find out if the Patriots or nine other teams think he's good enough to play, or are they just going to go there and they're going to pretend to give him an evaluation? If he's uh, if he's suitable, let's right. say if he passes What's suitable, what does that mean? Well, I mean, if he completes about 55% of his passes and he can move around good, I know he doesn't have a pass rusher or anything, I certainly think he's better than half of the backup quarterbacks in the league. Well, I think he's better than almost all of them. Yeah. Give me, tell me one backup quarterback that is potentially better than a Colin Kaepernick from the well, last time seen, we saw him. Seen Kaepernick in a while, yeah. but I mean, took a team to the Super Bowl. I think that. Um, I mean, you'd have to go down the list, but well, I, I, cer- I can tell you the last. I certainly think he is more. Now, the problem is in this date and time. Uh, Haba 
had the opportunity at the offseason, et cetera, and so on, to change his offense around and make it suitable for Lamar Jackson to step in and be the mobile quarterback. And his backup is RG3. Uh, and guess, if you probably know this, but maybe not off the top of your head, and it just came to me, uh, a lot of the credit uh, a couple weeks ago for the Ravens' win over the Patriots was not only Lamar Jackson and, and, and John Harbaugh, but the uh, offense coordinator, Greg mm-hmm. Roman. Mm-hmm. Guess where Greg Roman was before he came to Baltimore? Patriots. No, Greg Roman was no? the San Francisco 49ers oh, offensive really? coordinator. Oh, really? I thought he was the Patriots. No, Greg Roman was uh, 49ers. So he worked with Kaepernick. He knows. Oh. Okay. So Roman is sort of this. But they wouldn't carry three quarterbacks no, anyway. No, wouldn't probably make. I don't even know who the back. Who is the back? It's RG3. Okay. So you have RG3 as the backup. But my question, this is what I ask you. Let's be more concrete. If you're Belichick. Do you treat this even though he won't be there because they're traveling down to Philadelphia? And this is a little bit of the sham aspect of this tryout. Saturday's yeah, why travel not have day. it on a Tuesday. Have it on they a day. Have it yeah, on a Tuesday. Day. Tuesday's the perfect day because that's the day off. Right. That is everybody's day off. Now, coach is obviously still working, but that's the player's day off. Then you could have had general managers, player personnel guys, and head coaches actually attending. But they will have yeah. tape available right. to them. Right. So if you're Belichick, you're a Patriot fan. Okay, and you cannot separate Kaepernick's ability, whatever he has left at age 32 after three years off, a lot of rust. It's impossible to separate Kaepernick the player with Kaepernick the guy that uh, takes a knee before each and every game. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do that? There are a lot of people out there. You, you claim, and you're probably right, people will move on from Miles Garrett. People have not moved on from Colin Kaepernick. Well, they'll move on if he moves on. He got paid. There was whatever the, right. the whatever the agreement was between him and the National Football League. He moved on. I'm not saying he moved on, but he got paid for that. So part of my conditioning for, for, for trying to sign him and bring him on board is, are you ready to move on? Either, either stay in the dressing room and come out after the National Anthem or just come out and deal with like, like everybody else does uh, that would be the agreement. And if he can't do that, then I don't want him. Yeah, and I'm just wondering if, and one of the reasons, obviously, why uh, he's been out of the league for three years, no one wanted to touch him. He was a third rail that no one wanted any part of whatsoever. And, you know, remember, this is a business. And the National Football League and all its owners are interested in pleasing the fans. They want to make sure that the fans... Go to the stadiums, more importantly, watch them on television, pay for Red Zone, pay for the Sunday ticket, buy all the merchandise, and Colin Kaepernick was a threat to that in a lot of ways. There are a lot of, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you we, we had a disagreement about Colin Kaepernick. You disagreed with what he did. I'm a supporter of what he did. Most people are on your side. Most fans in the National Football League are on your side. And I wonder, as much as... You know, he might be uh, the Lamar Jackson light of any team that happens to pick him up. Will those fans forgive him, um, even if he decides to uh, stay and come the, out and play? Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't. So you really believe that? I just want you know what. On a Sunday, there's so much damn stress out in the world, and you, 
You're bombarded now with these impeachment hearings and every other kind of stuff going on. On a Sunday afternoon, I want to sit down and I want to watch a football game. I don't want all of these other um, dis- dis- situations going on. I, know I really don't. I know we're reviving a debate from three years ago. But when, did you ever pay attention to anybody's reaction t- uh, to the national on anthem? the sidelines? No. no. No one paid any attention. No. The problem is the NFL owners brought it on themselves. Because as as we remember, and it still happens. I was telling my son this last week. We were watching the color and Donald guards. Trump also indicated to get these bleeps off the field. Yeah, yep, and he's playing to his base. But remember... All of that, all of that pomp and circumstance that happens before a game, where the flag comes out and members of the military are out there, that's all paid by military organizations, Army, Navy, Air Force, etc. To and I told, and the I, NFL, and we got a, I got a phone call right. in here about a half hour before we were going on the air today. No, oh, this is years then. ago. Yeah. Asking us not, not to, to talk about not it, yeah. to go into detail with that. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we got a couple of sets of tickets for that, but um, <laughs> no, we did not. Yeah, we I wish get a damn thing. I wish we did. I wish we did. Six one seven 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 nine zero eight fifty. Got that number out. I am ready to go. I am going to be faultless, flawless in my recitation. That of was that excellent. Fa- but the phone number, you like that? Just, huh? Yeah, yeah. What's the? Uh, how can we? Um, uh, how can we listen to? You can go to your uh, cell phone. Yeah, and there's a radio app. Right. On there that you can punch up and go to um, radioapp.com, at radioapp.com, and you can punch it, and then you'll see the listings down punch there. Punch it. Be careful. We've been talking about Miles Garrett I didn't say all use day. your helmet. Okay. I said you just, just tap it. Tap it. it. Tap it. That's what they say. The kids say tap it. But, I mean, if you're yeah. a team like the Jets and you got Falk as a backup. No, I'm not talking about the Jets. I'm talking about the New England Patriots. I, Jared again, Stidham. You have to be able to – you can't have two quarterbacks operating with two different offensive systems. You know that. All right. So he can only go to a team that is running the pistol? I would think so. So Greg Roman would be perfect in Baltimore. Well, they've already got two quarterbacks. Okay, so they have two quarterbacks in New England too. They have two quarterbacks everywhere. No, no, they have two quarterbacks operating under that system, RG three and uh, and right. Lamar Jackson. So if they don't operate under a system that's going to be amenable to Kaepernick's skills, then you don't think he should go to that team. No. So Patriots are out. I I think a team like Arizona. Uh, they've got a running quarterback. I think you got to have a running quarterback. You got to have somebody who can move around. Arizona. Uh, that was a backup you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. They got Andy Lee as your backup quarterback there. Yeah. I mean, that's you know. And you know, I I would say this, and we'll talk a little bit more on the other side of the break. That I think uh, Kaepernick is based on what I saw the last time he was on the field, 16 touchdowns and just four picks in his last year with the 49ers, I think he's capable of being a starting quarterback uh, for some of these teams. I think he's certainly better I'm not better saying than, he isn't, no. but at this time, way of the season, um, you know, San Diego Chargers where you got Tyrone um, Taylor. I mean, it's you know, you can – I just certainly don't think you could. he could step in and be a starter um, in most instances. Well – we shall find out. We'll see what happens in his tryout today down in Atlanta. So a couple of questions for you at 617-779-0850. Yeah, would you, would you want him on your team? Would you want him on the Patriots? Forget your team. Well, the, your team. The Patriots. Okay. Well, you've got Big Al down there in Georgia. I mean, you've got all kind of people out there from different locations. Yeah, but Al's a Patriot fan. doesn't matter where he's calling from. He's a Patriot fan. That's why he's listening to this program. So would you want Kaepernick on the Patriots and was the 
punishment doled out to Miles Garrett after Thursday night's ugly incident. Fair. Enough and fair. 617-779-0850. Mustard wow, and you've Johnson. Got that down. Yeah, wow. you know, I don't need you anymore. You can go home now. Wow. That, your only purpose on this don't show is to give me. out the number. <laughs> I don't even remember the old number. I wish I, I, it's still in my head somewhere, but it's starting to go into the dark recesses of uh, my mind, like everything else in this world. We'll be back right after this. And here's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. Look at them go. Ten in a row. Celts have now won ten straight games after that opening night loss. They moved to 10-1 and one with a 105-100 win over the Underman Warriors last night out in their brand-new arena in San Francisco. Meanwhile, the Bruins stopped the four-game streak. They beat the Leafs up in Toronto 4-2. to two. It is the Patriots and the Eagles facing off this Sunday at 425 Alshon Jeffrey and Nigel Bradham have been declared out for the Eagles. And starting uh, running back Jordan Howard is questionable. Patriots, of course, trying to come off and get a win after losing to Baltimore a couple weeks ago uh, before the bye week. And that's what's trending now on WEEI and WEEI.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast the league is holding a pro day for colin kaepernick on saturday it's never happened in the history of the league before what are your thoughts on this? Is this just a PR stunt? Are teams serious about bringing him in? And, and what do you make of the timing? Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. You know, hell, he wasn't that good a player anyway. You know, um, so we'll see see where it goes. I, you know, I, I mean, you would think if there was real interest in him that he'd already be on a team. Workout is not getting on the team. Um, they could easily want the storyline that they gave him a workout because they gave him a shot. Every move that the NFL has made up until this point has been PR for them. It's been disingenuous. 
and I don't think this is any different. As Eric Reed, former teammate of Kaepernick, before that Rex Ryan on Dale and Keith, a couple of skeptics, not putting a whole lot of credence, Larry Johnson, into this tryout that will unfold this afternoon in Atlanta. I, I think that's ridiculous. I think if, if, if there's any corporation that does not need extra PR for anything, it's the National Football League. I think it's ridiculous. I. I question why they're having it on a Saturday instead of a Tuesday, but be that as it is, um, I certainly would, if I had a team, I certainly would go down or send down an abled representative to watch him work out. Of course I would. Yeah, but one thing I would say, uh, Rex Ryan, who had two shots, and I know he went to a couple of AFC championship games, but his quarterback was... A guy that's now working for ESPN. The fumble. Yeah. Um, you know, he didn't exactly have great quarterbacks. Mark Sanchez being a poster boy that never we're going to forget that, that butt fumble game against the uh, Patriots on a Sunday night in an embarrassing loss. He wasn't exactly blessed with great quarterbacks. He might have won a few more games with Colin Kaepernick. I think he's a little underrated. The guy was one questionable call away from winning a Super Bowl, Super Bowl against the Ravens back in 2013. The guy has some talent, and what's kept him off the field is his, uh, what I thought was a worthy protest, not against our troops, not against America per se, but against police brutality. That's something that I thought was a legitimate issue. He did have his defenders. I know they're few and far between, but it's time, I think, to let go of that, and let's see if the guy has enough talent to actually be on an NFL team. I think he does. Well, he came to a compromised agreement with the National Football League, and he got paid some money for it. So, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that issue is over. Now it's time to come out and play football, and I think if he can play football then um, certainly people would, uh, would you know, turn the other way and just concentrate on his football abilities. So you think there's no way the Patriots, even if they thought he was still had enough talent, could integrate Kaepernick into the existing offense? See, I think at the age 32, it's a little bit long in the tooth to bring in a guy like that. You figure Brady might have two more years left. Well, Brady's 42, and he's I still know playing. Well, this, Brady's an exceptional athlete, though. We know that. Well, I think Kaepernick is, is an exceptional well, athlete. Well, we don't know that. We'll have to see. Anyway, I wouldn't want him here, but I think he should be playing in the National Football League. Okay, so it's... As long as he's not playing for your no, team, no, no. There's no other reason. And does, doesn't there's, there's disrupt. no other reason. Okay. There's no other reason for him. For I'm not wanting him. It's nothing to do with the other stuff. That's gone now. I, I think that's in the past. But all that's right, up so, to him. All right. So, I think he's good enough to start for some teams. I mean, think of some of the players right now who are starting uh, because of injuries or whatever reason. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is he as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick? Yes. No. Occasionally, Ryan Fitzpatrick can he play some on fire. But yeah, for I mean, the most gets, part, no. most part, uh, he is uh, a guy that's going to always throw a pick in a pressure situation. You got Tannehill. Is he better than Tannehill? Although Tannehill actually beat the Chiefs last week. Yeah, he looked pretty good. He looked pretty good, but that Chiefs defense is absolutely abysmal. Uh, how about Mitch Trubisky? Is he as good or better than Mitch Trubisky? I would assert that, yes, he is. Mitch Trubisky is an abomination as the starting quarterback for the Bears. How about Gardner Minshew? 
Gardner Minshew is an excellent player who will lose his job this week. Uh, I think Jacksonville's coming off the bye, and um, Nick Foles is making his uh, – not his debut because he got hurt in the first quarter of his I first like, game. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, Nick and well, I didn't like him a couple of years ago when he uh, did that, that Philly special. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Finley is now the starting quarterback for Cincinnati. Who? Brandon Allen is the quarterback for the Broncos. Uh, I think there's plenty of room. And Mason Rudolph, who was absolutely – actually, he yeah, didn't play he that ter- badly up until uh, the other night. Uh, yeah. No, he was terrible. In that game, he was. But he he's was, had he some, was terrible. Yeah. And then, you know, the guy who's actually distinguished himself a little bit – is uh, Kyle Allen, uh, who's filled in uh, pretty nicely for Cam uh, in oh, Carolina. I think he's done a nice job down yeah. there. But I think Kaepernick has the ability. I still do. And But my problem is, if you don't want him with the Patriots, why do you think Belichick's even going? He's well, not going down all, there personally. I, first of all, I, it's, so you can't oh. phrase it that way because then it becomes like a protest thing. I don't want him here. No, I said any team that takes him, you'd have to be willing to – adjust your offense to his abilities unless he's uh totally changed and he's not and he's really pretty much a pocket quarterback what, what do they say about um why is bill belichick the greatest coach oh he can in the adjust the obviously we right. know that he can adapt uh he can play any kind of offense or defense that he needs to play to win we saw that last year tom brady threw four straight passes into the end zone against pittsburgh and they became a running team after that and won a super bowl i think a team i would t- uh, definitely go out and try and get him as the washington redskins Case Keenum and then Dwayne Haskins see i disagree with that one and colt mccoy see i think that i think at this point and i know that haskins is now starting I think you got to do in Washington what the Giants are doing with Daniel Jones. You got to let Haskins play, and you know maybe. But they're not. They keep switching back. I know, and, and I now think that's a mistake. I think yeah. it's a mistake. Um, I see. It, it sounds as if if you're the Bears, yeah, the Bears would be a good shot. But what my question again is, why are the Patriots? Going to this tryout if they have absolutely no, no use for see, Kaepernick. That's my wording. I wouldn't yeah. say absolutely. I think you yeah. have to go down and see him. Right. Scouting purposes. Um, why would <laughs> oh, scouting purposes? I are, mean, what happens if he goes on another team and you have to see a package with him? You know, Bill Belichick's key on that. So he's playing three dimensional chess again. That he's absolutely. actually see, scouting not, Kaepernick see, for not, future games. See, I'm not adamant that I wouldn't take him, but it would be like taking. Um, that quarterback of a couple of years ago who just couldn't play. Popular player, played baseball. Um, Tim Tebow? Yeah. It, you know, you know whoever... He took on Tebow. Whoever, wait a minute. Whoever yeah. signs him is right. signing a PR nightmare. You have to admit to that. Right. And Tebow had his own issues. Uh, people objected, not necessarily you. You were sensitive to this. He was a Christian, was mm-hmm. not a, wore his Christianity on his sleeve, and you were afraid that that would offend or turn off a few fans. No, just I wasn't afraid of that. He first, just couldn't play. First of yeah. all, and I don't even right. think that for somebody who wears his Christianity on his sleeve, he had a great opportunity when the Jets, when he went to the Jets and they had this huge press conference. And a person asked him a question about his Christianity, and he said, well, I'm really not here to talk about that. I couldn't understand that. He could have given a very uh, acute uh, answer to that question, uh, because if he is a Christian, then his purpose is to explain why he's a Christian. That's what he should have done. So I, I really resented that about him, but... 
Aside from that, he can't play. Right. And I think that people would have overlooked that, no matter what your feelings about religion uh, were. And I thought he handled himself fairly well. That never bothered me, because that's not an issue for me. Uh, or you don't was, care it, anyway. It was so. for you. I, I happen to be a secular humanist. You mm-hmm. you happen to be a Christian. We both agree. And I asked you to go to church one week, and you refused to and, do it. But we both agree on basic at least, principles. At least, tell me this much. Do you understand what being a Christian is? I believe in secular no, Christianity. No, I didn't ask you that. Okay, I believe in the golden rule. No, I didn't okay? ask you that. I, but that's what Christianity is based on, no, the golden it's not. rule. Treat others the way no, you want to be no, treated. No, 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 no. Hey. Do you know what a Christian is? If you're going to reject something, reject it, but at least understand what you're rejecting. Well, that's not really our, this is not really the place to be Qu- having that any, discussion. Any place is a, I just asked you that. Do you Do you know what a Christian is? Uh, a person, no, a person yes. that believes that Jesus Christ is uh, a savior of some sort, some supernatural savior. No. What is it? Not some sa- a Christian is a person who admits that they are a sinner and that they have uh, repented from that and given their life to Jesus Christ who paid for their sins on the cross. Okay, I think it was pretty close. Pretty close. We were in the same ballpark. Yeah, like a hand grenade. Pretty close. But I think people were much more willing to, if Tebow could play, much more willing, no matter what your (laughs) religious persuasion, to accept Tebow than they ever would a Kaepernick who they think was, frankly, a treasonous... I understand all that, but in my opinion on Kaepernick is if he's willing to keep his mouth shut and just play football... That's what I'm interested in. But that's my question. And and Larry's sort of dancing around it. But Why I'm, am I dancing him around? Because first you said, said you didn't any, want him there. No, no. I said any team that signs him. I'm not asking about any team. Well, We're Patriots. in New England. Find the Patriots. Okay. Uh, because let's put it this way. If Brady does go down. Yeah. Okay. And he's been very, very fortunate. With that uh, offensive line, yes. Well, it could happen. He is 42 years old, despite the fact that he hasn't had any injuries at all since 2008 when he went out for the season. If he does go down, and it's more likely as he gets older than ever before, particularly with that porous offensive line, would you, even though they're 8-1 and one and they're locked to make the playoffs in the AFC East, would you be comfortable with Jarrett Stidham taking over for the rest of the season and to the playoffs with Brady down. Wouldn't wouldn't a Colin Kaepernick, who's been to multiple playoff games, I, you know, who's been it, to a it, Super Bowl, it, it, wouldn't because, you be in better hands because, with him? Because the Patriots are a mature team. They're not like a, uh, some rookie team with a bunch of uh, nobodies. I think you need a quarterback with experience to come in and guide them if they were to make um, uh, you know a run in the playoffs. Right. I do. Now... People are were comparing Jarrett Stidham to a Matt Castle, who could probably slide in as Castle did in 08, yet they didn't make the playoffs despite that 11-5 and record. Stidham threw a, a pick six against the Jets early in the year. Haven't seen him since. Yeah, I do like him. I saw him the Stidham. preseason. Looked pretty good, Stidham. Yep. Looked pretty good. But uh, given you know the expectations for this team, Super Bowl or bust... Now, I just don't see know, how Stidham would be able to do that. As you know, Hoyer is a perfect situation as somebody who came in um, and, and, and played a couple of games for the Colts. Um, and he, and lost last week and lost the week before. Uh, I think Brissett's coming was, back. He was adequate. You know the problem with that team is that Vinatieri is... His, oh, my god! He can't make anything anymore. Uh, it, uh, 
you made the pants too long. You made the, you know, he's, he's, it's t- he's got to retire. He's got to. That well, last, he's 46 years that old. That last field goal, yeah. man, when the thing's going left, when it leaves your foot, you know you've got a problem. Yeah, and here, you know, this guy is, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, maybe the best kicker in the history of the league, but he's 46 years old. And, you know, even kickers. Get out while you can. All yeah. I can say to him is get out while you can. Because and Actually, he wanted to retire. Remember, after missing a couple of kicks, because he has very high standards for himself, and no one's done it more consistently and under more pressure situations than he has for two different teams, uh, he wanted to quit, and they begged him to come back. Mm. But now I think uh, the shelf life now is pretty much over. Leave. Yeah, for Adam Vinatieri. So, yeah, I, I just do, I do think that... There is a place. There are a lot of mediocre to bad quarterbacks. Uh, starting quarterbacks are going down at an alarming rate this year. This has been the year of the backup quarterback. No matter it. what, it's yeah. amazing too, is because no matter what they try to do, and the league certainly has bent over backwards in terms of protecting a quarterback. So it's amazing to me as so many are, are on the shelf. Yeah. Now this brings me back to the Rudolph Garrett thing again. Some people think that. Mason Rudolph got off scot-free that how is he skating? How is he not being fined or or maybe suspended well, he didn't for at throw least any blows? Uh there have been some people who think that maybe it's there's a racial element to no, it. No, I don't think so. He hasn't thrown he hasn't thrown any he didn't throw any punches. Right. So I mean I don't know how you could how can you fine or, or suspend somebody who hasn't thrown any punches? Yeah. But there's another example, Pittsburgh. You know, Rudolph has been okay and maybe he has some potential. He's had some good games and bad games. That's what happens when backup quarterbacks are thrust into the fray. But a Kaepernick taking over for Roethlisberger at the beginning of the year probably would have been more helpful if Again, you're looking at Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. P- right. You know, yeah, I, as much as I am not a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, I don't think there's a team in the league who deserves more credit than that team does. When you look at their losses in terms of the wide receivers, the running back, um, the starting quarterback, um, they and Shushu, I mean, all these guys, they deserve a lot of credit for the way they've been uh, playing this year. With with diminished troops, they Absolutely. really do. No. They have been uh, uh, unbelievable. You take the best receiver in the league, one of the best running backs in the league, one of the best starting quarterbacks in the league, and they all go down. Can you imagine do, say doing that with the Patriots? Well, again, if we think that Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, then you know we saw it in two thousand eight without Brady. I don't think he's the greatest general manager of all time, no. time by any means. By the way, that that when I watched that Frisco game in and that in Seattle, that kid Hollister, the backup, well, the, good, didn't the, the tight end, yeah. and I'm saying we're sitting around here whining about we don't have a, a have a tight end. What was wrong with Hollister? Hollister looked very good. Looked very good, and that was a game that obviously went right down to the wire, te- literally down to the wire, down to the the final gun, uh, last play in overtime before uh, Seattle finally won that game. Garoppolo's had his issues. You know, here's a, here's a guy that we all thought Whoa. would be the, the heir apparent to the throne. Some people thought he would displace Brady. I thought Bigger McFarlane really nailed him. Um, and it was before, pretty critical. It was yeah. before yep. he fell apart. He threw two potential interceptions that he got away with. Then he finally moved the team for an inter for a field goal that, was, that, did, that fell short. But Garoppolo did not look like a quarterback in control. 
In his defense, uh, he doesn't have a whole lot of weapons right now. Uh, his wide receiving core is uh, banged up. Uh, their offensive line is not particularly you know what, good either. You can say that about yeah. everybody, Craig. Right. Everybody, almost all of these. Uh, look at what New Orleans had to do. Fortunately, they had a backup quarterback who, um, you know, who did pretty good for them. But that's my point about Kaepernick. Kaepernick is a tried and true starting quarterback. He served as a backup in his last year when he had to come in at the end of the year, had threw 16 touchdowns in only four picks. The guy can play. I think the Patriots have a good reason to go down to Atlanta and check out and see what this guy has. I would check. I certainly would go down. I'll go down. Right. Oh, you're going to go down? You volunteer? I would go down. You got a couple extra minutes? I'd like to leave right about now. (laughs) Believe me, you have my permission. (laughs) I highly encourage it. All right, good. You do the show alone then. All right, so a question for you, and we'd love to hear from you. What's that number, Larry? Uh, 617-779-0850. We'll put you on the air with Mustard and Johnson. Uh, What we try to do is pick out a topic or two to lead the show show with because we think that these are great topics and we also think that you would like to partake in them if not we will gladly move on to other uh, items in the news but we prefer to talk about this one for a while well what other items would you like to discuss young man well i think the Celtics situation is are they real or are they uh you know is it is it real or an illusion what was that ad they had that ad oh the uh the, for the is ta- it live or is it memorex? Ta- memorex yeah, yeah. remember ella fitzgerald yeah. doing that i don't yeah. know are they playing a bunch of tomato cans or what i don't know with them I, well I, last night's a perfect example well that's yeah, yeah that's a tomato can right now it's hard to believe that the golden state warriors have the worst record in the nba they're two and ten yeah this is going back to the days when they really lived up to these records right and you know uh the patriots patriots the celtics you know they're playing like the patriots actually they have a better record than the patriots 10 and 1 instead of eight of your golden state let it roll i wouldn't try to bring curry back early or any of that stuff i would let it roll count the season for what it is um you get a really high draft pick uh, and then you can then you'll have a really good club next year. All right. There's no sense trying to build anything this year. All right. We're going to talk about that. Talk about Kaepernick. Talk about Miles Garrett. Telephone number six one seven 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 nine zero eight fifty. Bottom of wow. next hour, wow. we have uh, the football writer for the Boston Globe, Ben Volan, will weigh on weigh in on Garrett and the Patriots. We'll do a little preview of the uh, Eagles game. That's right. The Patriots are still playing. It seems like it's been eons since their last game that lost to that Baltimore. That red zone is fantastic, though. If there's not a Patriot game on. That red zone just allows you to catch up with everybody. You see, I have um, Direct TV, mm-hmm. and you, they don't want, um, they don't give you the red zone because they have their own version of the red zone, which isn't really that good. How many games can you watch? So the Sunday ticket, which I have, yeah. my son persuaded me to do it because he's such a crazy football fan. Um, you can watch any game, and what they give you is you go to one particular channel. It's called Mix, and you can see all the games. They're all in boxes, and you just click onto the box. Which game you want to watch. Watch, and then if it's in a commercial, you don't go to that game. You go to the other game. See, I like yeah. the Red Zone because they give you um, meaningful moments in each game. Right. The only problem with Red Zone I, I have is if you want to sit down, like I, 
I kind of want to read the paper or maybe do a crossword puzzle at the same time. It's just yeah, too you frenetic. Can't, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. can't relax you, at all. You can't really have a relationship with any one game. No, no, or any other people because <laughs> you're just totally riveted on the well, action. Who do you have in mind? Very few, as a matter of fact. Six one seven. Is this seven, on the couch with your son in the room? Yeah, but I mean, you know, we have a very yeah. But sometimes, <laughs> no, the red zone. You can't do anything but watch the game. I know it. Okay, yeah. you're totally you become it, fixated. Where a regular football game. Yeah. There are moments. Right. You kind of pick and choose your spots. back on their own 20-yard line or something. There are moments when you can read and look up when something's going on. I think they actually broke it down. But I still love it. If you throw out the huddle, throw out the commercials and the timeouts, they play 11 minutes. There's 11 minutes of action in a 60-minute football game. Which takes, what, three hours and ten minutes? But if you're interested in knowing what's going on in each game, it's fabulous. Right. Right. So... I, I like still the, think it's the best thing on TV for sports. Well, it's the greatest invention ever, and Pete Rozelle and his infinite wisdom in 63 put all the games on national television uh, and you know created what we know now as the National Football League. All but right. I, I continue to marvel, because we're very provincial around here, but I continue to marvel how... Uh, with the red zone, like you, you just have interest in every game they put on there. And if you tried to do that with the NBA mm, or hockey. MLB or NHL, it would not succeed. It does not work. Now, it only works in football. Maybe it's the once a week mentality, but it, it's certainly highly successful. All right. So we want to hear from you. Is Kaepernick worthy of returning to the National Football League? And since we're here in the Boston area, how about the New England Patriots? Should they have any interest? They are attending that uh, tryout. And of course, Miles Garrett was six games enough. Your thoughts, your comments, 617 Honest to God. I almost went through a full hour. I I (laughs) promised, I vowed that it would be a faultless, flawless performance. You will be horse-whipped during the commercial. I'll, okay. How does one get horse-whipped, anyway? Do we have any horses around here? They put you in a room. And they take a horse and and they they tie you to the pole. Oh, I see. And then they whip you. Oh, sound like you're familiar with this scenario. Ooh, another racial comment (laughs) by Craig Mustard. That's not what I meant. Yeah, if you're not talking about relationships with you and your wife on the couch, then you're talking to make a racial <laughs> slurs about being horse whipped. Six one seven 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 guy. What was that old line Groucho said? I'd horse whip you if I had a horse. <laughs> <laughs> From one of those Gra- Marx Brothers. He's one of the best. All right, we're going to take a break. Hour number two, Ben Volan from the Globe. Bottom of the hour, your calls. Until then, right here on Sports Radio WEEI AM with Mustard and Johnson. Mustard and Johnson on WEEI ESPN 850 AM. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.